Welcome to the SLP Happy Hour podcast. We are a podcast that discusses the reality of being a working SLP with a dash of happy hour thrown in. Our goal is to help you find more happiness in your life and career. Today's topic, 10 easy lessons you can use right now with no prep or minimal prep and without buying a bunch of new junk that you really don't need. We are passionate about this topic and we want to share our ideas with you so you have plenty of lesson ideas for the coming month. This episode, we focus on middle school with lessons that are ones that we use for middle school, but really these would work for about grades three and up. And I'm Sarah, welcome to the podcast. And I'm Sari. And this all started with our lazy lesson segment, one of our earliest segments, and it was a huge hit. I think we had it on our first show ever where we really wanted to spend honestly less time prepping our own lessons and buying things and of course we still prep and buy but we are working on moving away from that direction to easier lessons which is easier on us slps and still fun for our students and are probably a lot easier on the planet as well right i've got you know i'm gonna admit i have tons of junk but it's enough so we want to share some lessons today where you don't need to buy more of it but we also want to admit that you know we've got a bunch of stuff in our speech room just like you probably do as well (laughs) and if you like these kinds of lesson ideas make sure to check out a previous episode where we have 10 easy lessons and that is episode 31 so this episode is really 10 more easy lessons And just as a disclaimer, some of these won't be fancy, some of them may be things you're doing already, and some may be things where you do something similar, but uh, we have a new twist on it. So our goal here isn't to come up with the 10 coolest, most original lessons ever. We really want simple, tried-and-true lessons that have been effective for us and that are easy to implement. In middle school, I know a lot of my own students are language students or if they are articulation students, they're at least at the sentence level. So we typically have a group and do a language activity and the expectation is that articulation students will participate using their clear speech sounds. I don't personally have a ton of fluency or AAC on my caseload, so the ideas that I'm gonna share today are really reflected on you know the students I have today and so series will be different than mine. Uh, So let's get started with our 10 lessons. Okay, so uh, to start, number one is a social skills activity that I've done with my middle school students. And it's, it's, I call it, what do you think and what do you say? And it's a social filter, social fake uh, exercise. And uh, this is not an expensive material. You could do this with paper. I do it with these little paddleboard, dry erase paddleboard looking things that I got from the Dollar Tree. You don't need that though. You could literally just use a piece of paper. One side will be, what do you think? And the other side will be, what do you say? And you give the kids situations um, like your mom bought a new car and it's not the one you wanted her to get. What do you think and what do you say? And the kids write down what they would think and what they would actually say. And we practice social fakes and social filters. It's very easy to do. And I do like those paddle boards because they kind of look like thought bubbles and the kids like, the students like writing on them, but it's literally very easy to do with just pencil and paper too. And how do you come up with those situations? I do have some stimulus cards for those, but 
Uh, if you don't want to look for stimulus cards, I would come. I would talk with the kids or come up with a list on your own. That would take some time though, so uh, maybe Google a list if if you need to. Um, I admit I have some TPT resources that I use for stimulus cards on social fakes. Okay, lesson number two is a core word uh, idea, which is using core words with a cooking activity. And it doesn't have to be a complicated cooking activity. Check kids' allergies first and make sure this is uh, you have permission to do this before you do anything with food. But uh, PB&Js, very easy to do. Um, and you can practice words like put, on, need, more, very easily. And the kids are, I mean, anytime there's food, you automatically get engagement. And so that's really easy. Hot cocoa is a good one for this time of year. Um, practicing those words I need. And, and I definitely do that sabotage thing where I just give a little bit. So they have to ask for more if that's the word we're practicing. Um, if in is the word we're practicing, same kind of thing. Put it in the cup. Cooking activities are just so easy to practice those words and they're so engaging and motivating for students to use those words. Uh, number three is, uh, we've talked about these types of games before, but I think it's good to go over again. Uh, simple token response games. And uh, Sarah and I both like to use dice. Uh, the dice game that I like to play is I just write uh, something that each roll of the dice will represent. One means you say your word twice. Two means you get a scoop of ice cream on a little ice cream cone that I drew on the whiteboard. Each thing represents something and the kids love it. It's very simple and easy to do. And another token response game that I love and have talked about before is the suction cup ball. I call it the sticky ball. And you can use this in so many ways and kids get to throw it at a whiteboard for whatever task you're doing. I do one called Typhoon and there's one called one that's just basic target practice where you just draw a target on the board and the kids try to throw it in the middle of the target. Um, if you want more on the Typhoon game, I would check out, uh, we did a live on Instagram. Or on an that. IG story. So oh, the nice thing about those is they stay around forever. So mm -hmm. you can definitely watch that anytime you'd like. Yeah, that one's kind of complicated to explain on a podcast. <laughs> so I think you definitely should see what it looks like on the IG stories. But that's another fun way to use the sticky ball. Anytime kids get to throw things again, automatic engagement and it's easy to practice whatever skill you're working on. Give them the sticky ball, they get to throw it, and then you can practice again. So it doesn't take a lot of time, whereas sometimes I feel like board games actually do when they get a they turn. Do. It can take uh, the t time it takes them to take a turn takes a lot of your therapy time. So I like these short mm -hmm. um, token rewards. And I did want to add that the foam dice that Sari does where, you know, different numbers represent like, oh, say your word five times, or you get the bottom of an ice cream cone or an ice cream scoop. You can totally make up what all these numbers mean, but I never did that one or the suction cup ball before I met Sari. She taught me about both of them, and I love them because the students get moving. Mm -hmm. So it's such a simple game, and they're so into it. So those are some really good ones. Right. I don't think about the movement piece, but you're you're 100% right. Anytime kids get to stand up and move, uh, they're going to be more engaged and their body gets a little bit of a break too. Uh, lesson number four is a lesson a, a friend of mine shared for uh, supporting comprehension and learning story elements and practicing describing. There's lots of skills you could work on with this and it's called Fake Book, which is a playoff of Facebook. And there's lots of fake book templates out there that are free online, and it's 
great for aligning with classroom curriculum too. Um, an example lesson that you could do this with is if your students are reading about a biography on someone like Houdini or Shakespeare, uh, they make a fake book, a Facebook account on this page for that person. They get a... This, so they'll create a profile, they, right? Yes, okay. a profile okay. page. Exactly. That's what it looks like, a profile page template. They can. There's a box for the friends, for them to draw little pictures of the friends write what they think their status posts would be. The kids love making hashtags. This is middle school, high school level. Um, and then they can come up with what maybe their friends or associates comments would be on their fake book page. They love it. They love it. It's really fun and it engages them in the story that they're learning about. So that's another fun. I, I'm focusing, I'm trying to give more secondary level ideas because I think that we all the time get elementary school ideas, so I am trying to share things that I use with my middle schoolers. Um, so my last one is one I got from you, Sarah, and I do use this with my middle schoolers. And this is a resource that's free. It's from the NewYorkTimes.com. They set this up for students, and you just need to Google what's happening in this picture from New York Times, and they'll give you a picture from that week's New York Times. And the kids get to look at it and describe it and make predictions about what they think is going on in that picture. So many skills you can target, complex sentences, predictions, inferences, describing. It's a really great, easy activity. I use it all the time, so I thank you for that one, Sarah. And my middle schoolers do, do really enjoy it. You know what's interesting is I told you about this probably a year or two ago, and I haven't done it since. I had completely forgotten about it. So that's why I love these like 10 easy lesson segments because we all just do what we do, right? Mm -hmm. And we kind of get into a rut. So even if you only come up with, you know, a few ideas from us of things you can do, it can really uh, infuse your therapy with a new energy. If you're a private practice owner like me, you know how important it is to have practice management software that helps you schedule, bill, and saves you time. Fusion Web Clinic is an all-in-one practice management software designed specifically for pediatric speech therapists, physical therapists, and occupational therapists who need to save time and streamline their practice. With unlimited customer support, free onboarding, and an ever-growing set of features, Thousands of therapists across the country use Fusion every day. We've got a special URL for a free demo and a $50 credit at fusionwebclinic.com slash slphappyhour. SLP Happy Hour is also sponsored by the Informed SLP. As speech-language pathologists, we depend upon good research to serve our clients well. We strive to use evidence-based practice, but how much time do we really have to search for new evidence? Reading research articles is time-consuming. Let the informed SLP save you time by finding the research for you. They search all of the top speech-language pathology journals each month, looking for the articles that are highly relevant to your daily practice. They provide you with plain language summaries of the most clinically applicable research. It's how smart SLPs do EVP. Join now at theinformedslp.com slash slphappyhour and enter the code slphappyhour at checkout for 50% off of your first three months.
So here are some things that I do for my middle schoolers. Um, so idiom or, uh, you know, figures of speech, uh, comics. So you would draw it's raining cats and dogs, or you would draw um, cold as ice. And then that would be a memory bank of sorts, like a visual so that they could remember it. And I like it when they draw on the front and write the idiom on the back so that at the end of the unit, you know, you can show a picture of like cats and dogs coming down from the sky and another student who didn't draw the picture can guess from a word bank, which figure of speech is that? Mm. And also my students just love to draw. So, all right. Um, the next one is using epic or fail from Ellen. So you go onto YouTube and um, there's a segment on the Ellen show. We love Ellen mm-hmm. um, called epic or fail. And I did get this idea from speech time fun and she has a great blog and social media accounts and she has fantastic ideas for older students. So, First, what is this epic or fail? So in Ellen's show, everyone gets a green thumbs up on one side of the sign or a red thumbs down on the other side of the sign. They'll watch a funny video from YouTube and Ellen will pause it kind of in the middle or near the beginning and ask, hey, how do you think this will go? Will it go good, thumbs up, or bad, you know, thumbs down? Will it be epic thumbs up or a big fail thumbs down? And they're clips that are kind of like what America's Funniest Home Videos used to be. Sarah, are you too young for that? Oh, no, I definitely remember that. Um, So, for example... A guy dives off a diving board, but there's a fabric awning underneath, not water. So we'll pause the video and you'll guess if it'll be epic, it'll work and he'll be fine. Or a fail, he'll hit the awning. So that one is a fail. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He, he bounces off the awning. So again, when Ellen pauses the video, we pause it as well. And we talk about what might happen describing the scene, like the setting, the characters, and the action, using rich vocabulary, making inferences, using conjunctions to support our ideas, and so on. And again, you can find these on YouTube. Just search Ellen Epic or Fail. My students love these videos. They laugh. They have fun guessing what might happen next. It's super motivating, very fun. And it's perfect for like an assembly day or something like that when the kids are like bouncing off the walls or like after class birthday party when they've had a lot of cupcakes (laughs) and the energy (laughs) is high. So keep that one in your back pocket. I think anytime that there's humor involved, it's automatically engaging too. So I'm a big advocate for games that are going to make kids laugh and activities that are going to make kids laugh and and you know that's that's going to be something they're going to enjoy and laugh at and participate and remember Mm -hmm. uh next is to photocopy narratives and short stories and color code them for narrative elements as you're learning story grammar elements So many of my students really struggle with comprehension, but do quite well when visuals are provided. That's something that works well for them. So that's why this activity works for my students. And I think a lot of you are probably doing something similar, but my push here is to really think about color coding and then writing and retelling the story in writing to really extend this idea. So here we go. For a fiction story, you can color code the story elements with colored pencils or markers. Any system or color system is fine as long as you're consistent. So students would read the story and highlight the characters in one color, the setting in another character, and the problem and solution in, you know, new different colors. And, you know, different people use different words like conflict, rising action, falling action, Uh, resolution and so whatever you use just be consistent with it I don't feel like it really matters and then practice retelling and even rewriting the story 
Again, using your color-coded highlights as guide, you can use graphic organizer first and then write it down like a narrative in paragraph form. And if you're doing this for nonfiction, it's really nice to do the main idea in one color to highlight and then supporting details in another color and to practice retelling and rewriting, summarizing that. So get a reading, um, anything you want from their textbooks, things they're doing in class. News ELA is popular, ReadWorks website is popular and free. Uh, use a book, you know, that you have a copy of. Um, and of course, don't write in the actual book. So I don't know if this lesson is fun per se, but it's really important and you can use any text for it. And it's skills that are really important for our students. Mm -hmm. All right, I've got two more. Um, next is called Pass the Paper. It's a warm-up activity for categories. So at the start of the session, we might, I might take a piece of paper and write ocean animals on it. So we'll pass it around quietly, and when it's your turn, you write one ocean animal or, you know, sweet food or transportation items or whatever I'm doing. I like that it's quiet. It gives kids processing time. I have some blurters and kind of over-talkers in some of my groups. And in the end, we can see how much we came up with. And then once you have the list, like let's say I have like 10 things on my ocean animals page, um, we can pull out a describing visual that's color coded um, and have students describe one item on the list without telling the group members what it is. You just have to describe it. So for example, if I got shark, I would say like, it's big, it has sharp teeth, it lives in the ocean. Um, and then the rest of the kids will have this word bank and they'll have to guess what animal it is. Anything that's like a guessing game, my students just love. Um, and I like this one because there's an element of it as a cooperative game and my students have fun with it. Mm -hmm. All right, last, our number 10 lazy lesson of the day is a news show script. So this is something that I'm trying out this year for the first time. The idea came from a student who said her favorite class ever was a news class and they did video segments for the school. So what I'm doing this year, and again, um, this is newer for me, so I'm not an expert on this, but we'll learn something, whether it's, you know, that we've read or learned from a YouTube video, and then the kids teach it to practice summarizing and retelling. We put on a pretend news show, there's a script, and I like this because teaching is a great way to master information, to learn information, um, and to really make sure that they know it. So I'm not planning on actually recording the news segment. I should say, you know, we're just practicing them because, you know, that's like logistics and permission. But uh, it's fun. And I love that it was an idea from a student. Hmm. That that one sounds really engaging, too. I, I've done some video role playing with my middle school students before, and it is it is always a hit. I can imagine that the news segments would be a great way to practice and it's a good way to split up tasks, too. If you have a student who's not comfortable being on camera, then, then they could be the director um, or they could be the script writer or they could have a different job that they are more comfortable with, too. And, and you could split it up and teach collaboration and teamwork with whatever skill you're going to focus on in the video. I like to use it mostly for social skills when, when I do my video role plays, but it is very versatile with, with other things. I, and I've got to acknowledge that. Um, so all of these ideas, we just shared 10, and they are very fun and simple, and I know I'm going to be trying them. I have not done the Ellen uh, epic or fail, and that sounds super fun to me. Um, so there's several that I'm going to try out, and I hope that you do too. So 
um, this was an exciting episode for me and I, and I hope that it's helpful. If you like this episode, remember you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And in your review, take a minute to let new listeners know what to expect from the podcast and why you listen. Are you on our SLP happy hour list? We send out occasional emails with updates about work, life, and happiness. You'll also get access to our freebies vault. Sign up on our homepage or at www.slphappyhour.com newsletter and we'll link it up in the show notes. We'll be sending out a freebie with all of these lessons that we talked about today written out in a downloadable PDF, and it's only available to newsletter subscribers. So sign up to get yours so you can have an at-a-glance resource for 10 lazy lessons that you can do today. And if you're already on the list, not to worry, we will send out that freebie very soon to email subscribers. If you want to connect with us, you can visit our website slphappyhour.com or find us on social media as SLP Happy Hour. We hope you enjoyed the show and that this was a little slice of an SLP Happy Hour for you. We've enjoyed recording it. Thank you for listening. Until next time.